0: In these trying times, it's important that we have conversations that inspire us. And that's not to put aside the fact that Americans and, and people across the world, uh, the entire world, is, is struggling with what's happening right now. Uh, we're fortunate to have resources, uh, leadership uh, that, that uh, hopefully is, is moving us in the right direction so we can get past these times. Uh, but... You know, I, I've said this in previous podcasts and, and in my continuing uh, writings in the blog. I want this to be a place where you can turn to to hear inspiration. You can uh, where you can you know, hear uh, the human story. Um, I think we're all inspired in part by what we're seeing on social media and what people are doing to respond to what's happening today. And, uh, you know, in our cities and our communities across the country uh, and across the world, I think it's great. One of the reasons um, I'm I have the guest that I have uh, on the line right now is this is somebody that inspires me. This is somebody that's very much committed to his community uh, here in uh, in my hometown of Rochester, and uh, he's just somebody that I truly believe is is doing everything he can uh, to you know further the conversation of inspiration, whether it's a sunny day or a rainy day. Uh, here in my hometown, we've got Jeremy Cooney uh, on the line uh, remotely yeah. <laughs> pra- practicing social distancing. Exactly. Here. That's, a, that's, a beautiful part about, <laughs> that's the beautiful part about the, uh, the 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 anchor app. Jeremy Cooney is a uh, Rochester resident and he is running for uh, state Senate. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the truly inspiring thing about about Jeremy is is just how connected he is. Uh, to Rochester, to his, to the city, and he's really, really in touch, uh, deeply with with community issues, uh, people from all walks of life, and I really appreciate it. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me today on the program.
1: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Jeremy, give me a little kind of window into your background. Uh, now you're Indian-born. Uh, but you uh, grew up in the South Wedge, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And yep. and, uh, and and you you love this community. You support this community. Tell me a little bit about your story.
1: Glad to. Um, well, first, thanks for having me on, and uh, I share your passion for our hometown. I I love. Mm-hmm. Rochester, it's it's part of my core. And if you love Rochester, you love Rochester for its many accomplishments and wonderful history, but you also love it for its faults, right? And, <laughs> Absolutely. and you know, that's, you know, what I'm working on trying to help uh, make Rochester a better place for all of us uh, to coexist and, and live in. Uh, but a little bit about myself. Um, as you mentioned, I was I was born in India. I was uh, actually raised um, in, a, in an orphanage in Calcutta, India, uh, one of the poorest cities, wow. and um, had the uh, the blessing and the opportunity to come to our country, to come to the city of Rochester specifically because of the bravery of uh, my mom. And Man, uh, who was a single mom and um, wanted to have a family, um, but uh, didn't find the right guy. <laughs> and so she said, well, <laughs> I, I'm going to do something about it. And, and thank God she did. Um, so she adopted me at a young age. Uh, I came to Rochester. She raised me uh, by herself uh, in the South Wedge, uh, right off yeah. South Avenue. And uh, I had the, the privilege, and I, and I mean that uh, sincerely, I had the privilege of attending uh, Rochester City Schools, uh, kindergarten through twelve, and uh, had a great experience, and um, went on through scholarships to uh, college and then law school. Um, but I got the the political bug, or I should say the public service bug, um, mm-hmm. early on in my career. I wanted to, um, like a lot of uh, young Indians, I wanted to be um, in the health. Uh, sciences fields. I mm-hmm. was uh, active in, in the pre-medicine program um, at Hobart William Smith, my undergraduate institution. Um, but then I realized I was really drawn to healthcare policy, um, even at that age. Mm-hmm. And um, there was an incredible local um, politician working on healthcare policy, and that was our late and great uh, former Congresswoman Louise Slaughter. Um, And uh, I had the opportunity to uh, do a Capitol Hill uh, internship for her down in Washington. And uh, I think that was around 2003, hard to believe, almost 20 years ago. And uh, she really inspired me to dedicate my career to serving others through um, uh, public service and um, really listening to our neighbors and seeing how how government can help. Um, and, uh, so I've had a variety of opportunities to, to do public service. I've had a chance to work for, uh, two governors, uh, Governor Patterson and uh, Governor Cuomo, um, Cuomo the <laughs> second. Uh, and I had to make the clarification there. And then, of course, I didn't think uh, you were that old, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank, Mario's you, a, thank you. <laughs> Mario was a while ago. <laughs> uh, but and had a, an incredible experience um, serving as uh, the chief of staff uh, for Rochester City Hall under uh, Mayor Lovely Warren in her first uh, term as mayor. And I will say that there is nothing more rewarding than going to work every day um, and at City Hall and working with an incredible team of people to make sure that Rochester remains vibrant. So I I did that. Um, And so, you know, all those experiences banded together. I I am a lawyer by, by training, so I did work in the private sector a little bit too. Um, but all of those experiences um, really connected me deeper to Rochester and exposed um, some issues that I feel very passionate about working on. And that is why I decided to, to take the step and and run for the New York State Senate in the 56th District. And, uh, and hopefully now have the opportunity to have my own voice uh, in the process and be able to give back and make Rochester a better place.
0: So you talked about you know the, those 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 things that you personally, you uniquely, that that next step of you know what you see needs to be addressed uh, that you're addressing in your campaign and you're addressing personally. Uh, what are those things you know in uh, locally here in Rochester and and maybe in other communities that you think uh, uh, we need to take the next steps on?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say that there needs to be um, a change in leadership, right? And this isn't about. Republicans or or Democrats, it's not a partisan issue. Um, And it's not a generational issue either. But it is about Mm. um, creativity and new ideas and new perspectives. Um, So uh, I am someone who is starting a family. Um, Diane and I are uh, getting married this summer and are excited about starting a family here in the city (laughs) of Rochester, right?
0: Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And, um, you know, in that perspective, right, uh, we both have active careers. We both love living in, in our center city, in downtown Rochester. Um, but we're worried about the same issues that a lot of other people are worried about, which is uh, the state of our, our public education. Um, we both are the products of great schools, um, and we want to have our children have that same experience and, and learn. Um, and we're worried that, that that's in danger. Um, We're also worried about the environment and the the climate that we live in. We know that the climate change is real. We both are science nerds. And so um, we want to do our part to leave this world a better place uh, for the next generation, for our kids and yours. And, And then, of course, the third part is healthcare. Now, Diane <clears throat> is a brilliant, talented, wonderful doctor. Um, she, <laughs> she works at the University of Rochester Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's very connected to healthcare directly as a service provider, right? Um, and I'm very connected to healthcare as um, someone who has gone through uh, healthcare experiences with with my own family. I mentioned my my brave um, mother Anne at, at the, in the beginning of our time together, and unfortunately, I lost my mom uh, a couple of years ago now to cancer. Um, wow. Like like so many families uh, in our community and across the country who have who have experienced um, that terrible, uh, debilitating process, and I can tell you that again, I I never had any. Uh, brothers or sisters or, or a father. So it was really just the two of us. And I felt very passionate about taking care of her as her caregiver. And then when it was too much for me to handle, she ended up going into skilled nursing care. But that was such a really scary and expensive process <clears throat> that, you know, honestly, no family in New York or this country should have to go through. And I feel All very right. passionate about making, if we are, we are blessed to live in a community that has such incredible health resources, not only with the Mm -hmm. University of Rochester, but Rochester Regional Health and and Trillium Health and Anthony Jordan, you know, but those systems and those healthcare providers don't mean anything if people can't access them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want to do my part to make sure that every family in our community and across New York has the ability to access quality healthcare because I believe healthcare is a right. And I believe that, you know, for being in one of the wealthiest countries uh, in the world, one of the wealthiest States in the world, right. Mm -hmm. Um, In the country, I should say, you know, we have a responsibility to make sure that every child gets to see their pediatrician and every senior citizen gets to live their final days in dignity. And I'm committed to making that happen.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, everything that you're doing, everything that you're talking about, and, and everything that you're, you're putting out there is, is 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 a true tribute to to your to your mother, and 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 how she raised you. I'm sure she's looking down on you, very very fondly.
1: Well, thank you. Some sometimes uh, more than most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the thing that that I think people miss sometimes is the impact. You talk about public health, mm. and I don't think people appreciate. How difficult public health is, the public health issue, especially when we're talking about, you know, where we're we're talking about small groups, it's one thing. When we're talking about large communities, tens of thousands of people, 100,000, millions of people, there's a lot, there's a huge population that is uh, underserved uh, in in our cities and in our nation uh, uh, collectively. You know, any kind of health care issue or, or lack of access to health care uh, in our country that we have, or, or difficulty that, you know, you or I or, or you know, the, uh, 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 you know uh, people that, that acknowledge our privilege and, and, and what we have mm-hmm. uh, face with regard healthcare. to health care, that impacts uh, people of uh, underserved communities tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold. You know, talk about the importance of of, of addressing that of, of realizing that we can solve so many problems uh, in our countries, in our in our communities, in our cities by focusing on making sure that our underserved communities have adequate healthcare. You're, you're a-
1: absolutely spot on. I, I mentioned before um, bringing a new perspective. Right, one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I'm running is I believe I have a different perspective than. The elected leadership who have been in office for you know mm-hmm. twenty plus years, uh, sure. And I will say one of those perspectives that I I bring to the table is looking at um, healthcare with a wider lens. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is when you think about some of the issues that are facing not only our our city of Rochester but really upstate New York as a region as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Issues that I think can be defined as a public health issue that are not necessarily categorized that way so what do i mean by that i mean gun violence right we know that we have gun violence in our cities and in our suburban towns and Mm -hmm. whether that's a domestic violence situation or whether that is gang violence um i look at uh gun violence uh As a public health crisis. Um, Interesting. I I also look at environmental. I talked about climate change before, but Mm -hmm. uh, environmental health is also public health, right? So when we're talking about the air that we breathe, or we're talking about the water that we drink, right, those Mm -hmm. those have direct results in the public health. Um, and the third I, the way, I guess, I look at public health, maybe in a non-traditional way, is the big the big elephant in the room, which is poverty. Right? We sure. in, in Greater Rochester are experiencing extreme levels of concentrated poverty, and a, a large proportion of that is childhood poverty. And I mentioned, you know, my own connection, right? Growing up and, a, you know, not spending a long time, but but being born into poverty in an Indian orphanage, right? Childhood poverty mm-hmm. really touches me, and I look at poverty through a health lens, right? So, all of you know, when you are struggling with the devastating effects of poverty, whether it's—and let's get real—you know whether you're talking about rats in the basement, whether you're talking about not having uh, food to put on the table at night and you're going hungry, whether you're talking about not having stable shelter. Um, And you're moving from from place to place because of evictions. Right. That takes a not only a social and emotional toll, but also a physical toll on the health of our community. Of course. So if you redefine issues that are facing Rochester through a public health lens and know that we are a, a community that is blessed with brilliant health resources, Right. Not just the hospitals, but also um, community based organizations. I mentioned, um, uh, you know, Jordan Health. Right. Which which, mm-hmm. which is in the city of Rochester and provides um, direct care to some of our most vulnerable populations that you referenced earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. when you start mm-hmm. investing in those types of organizations. And I think we need to do more. Let me be very clear about that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think maintaining the status quo is not going to cut it. I mean, I got to Grew up here, right? And so the same problems that we have been mindlessly and endlessly talking about for the past twenty years are not new, right? We have nice. we have struggled with education, we have struggled with poverty, we have struggled with healthcare access for twenty years. The question is, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to do things differently? And um, I believe that looking at healthcare and investing in healthcare um, at the state level is one way to be able to move the needle and uh, in, in turning around uh, these plagues of our community.
0: Absolutely. Um, we're going to take a quick break uh, here. Uh, we're going to come back and talk a little more with Jeremy Cooney. I, I want to touch on public education when we come back and, and, and talk about kind of the, the stigma behind urban, uh, urban, urban schools and, and what's going on. But the fact is you're, you're, you said you're very much a product of that and I want to touch on that in hear your perspective on what's happening here in Rochester and across the country in our city schools. So we'll be right back with Jeremy Kuhn. Okay, we're back with Jeremy Cooney, and we'll get right into it. Jeremy, um, I think it's really, really easy, especially here in Rochester, to listen to the news over the last six months or a year and, and think that our Rochester city schools or city schools in general in our urban areas are, 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 are decimated, are, are, are in bad, bad shape. I believe that you see things very differently that way. Not to say that there's not a lot that we have to do, mm-hmm. but you know, really paint the picture for me of what's really okay. going on. As somebody that graduated from city schools, and uh, and and as somebody who you know I know is is looking to, to to continue to make our community better through quality public education in our city.
1: Uh, well, first of all, let me just say that I had a terrific experience in the city schools and i believe in the city schools and i will make sure and i want to be part of the solution process for making sure that other generations of students have similar experiences Mm -hmm. Um, i believe uh, in public education Uh, my mom uh, was a uh, a public school teacher for uh, over 35 years Mm -hmm. Um, so you know education was a big part of my upbringing Um, But I will but I will say, um, you know, we can't uh, wear rose colored glasses. Right. We have some serious problems in the Rochester City School District. But don't let that distract you from the many, many good things that are already happening on a day to day basis in our schools. We have incredible teachers. And I can attest to that personally, because many of my own teachers are still teaching today and, and are passionate about learning and are passionate about innovation and, and really develop a relationship with their students that I would say uh, rivals uh, the relationships that you have in any other outstanding uh, public school district in, in Monroe County, right? I mean, we have mm-hmm. those deep relationships that, that last a lifetime. Um, I, I, have a, a, I had a conversation actually last week with my seventh grade social studies teacher who still is employed by the Rochester city school district and whose own daughter, uh, is, I believe a junior at, at the high school I graduated from school. (laughs) So, I mean, talk about circle of life. Right. Uh, Yeah. But, but again, he, he's doing what he believes is uh, so important, which is educate, educating the next generation. And, um, I will tell you that in, you know, kind of thinking about, this question and thinking about um, being a candidate for state office. um, I remember back when I was a junior in high school and I was so upset because our speech and debate team, which of course I was on, uh, (laughs) had done really well in beating some of our um, suburban rival schools. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the paper, the Democratic Chronicle did not cover it. Wow all that we heard was about metal detectors and bomb threats and you know uh gang violence sure if if there was one incidence of disruption that got covered but all the good stories never made it to print and i wrote a um editorial piece uh submission uh for the paper that said don't forget to look at the good things in the city school district. And I feel that a junior in high school in the city school district could write that exact same piece today. Um, Mm -hmm. Have we not learned as a community that the stories of good and of progress and of hope still exist in our city? We just don't hear them or we don't see them. And um, again, we have incredible teachers who are working very, very hard with limited resources, whose students are struggling uh and are coming from challenged backgrounds because of the effects of poverty or lack of access to health care. Uh, you know, though that makes the teaching environment that much more difficult. But despite those challenges, and we can, you know, rant on about all the challenges that the city school district is facing and has faced and we can talk about low graduation rates etc but numbers don't tell the story that i know which is that inside these beautiful buildings is a patchwork of diverse students that genuinely want to learn and to succeed and for those students who are able to Uh, push their way through to graduation, they can live incredible lives of great consequence and great fulfillment. Um, Many of our graduates go on to Ivy League institutions. Uh, Many uh, take AP courses, advanced placement courses. Uh, Many are fine athletes who go on to rewarding um, uh, collegiate uh, sporting careers. Um, my own alma mater, School of the Arts. Right, many of us were active mm-hmm. in in the performing arts uh, or the visual arts, right? And go on mm-hmm. to um, practice their arts. I have a lot of friends who went down to to New York City and and performed on Off Broadway, or um, some of us even made it on to Broadway or into to movies like <laughs> Tay Diggs, right? Um, but, <laughs> right, but, right. But you know, I these are these are our students. This is our community. And I will tell you that it doesn't matter if you are living in Hilton or Brockport or Brighton or Pittsburgh, right? A successful and positive city school district will benefit us all because mm-hmm. this is the largest group of students that will be the workforce for generations to come in, in the greater Rochester area. So we need to have a strong and successful city school district and we need to believe again in these parents and these students who are doing their darndest uh to be successful and we need to help them become successful
0: that's a a fantastic message i i I completely agree and I, i i i truly appreciate that um you know uh you're you know switching gears real quick jeremy you know you This is the last question here, and and uh, we're going a little longer than we usually do with this, but this is such a great uplifting conversation. We all need this right now. You know, you you live in downtown Rochester. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, a downtown that really was almost vacant for uh, for decades, for decades and decades. And you know, you 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 take pride in that. You're you're really you know really really part of the conversation that's that's changing uh, downtown, and it's you know seeing the uh, the acceleration that we've seen in downtown its very exciting. And obviously um, we have to realize the reality of we're all going to be reeling for a little while on what's, what's happening mm, yes. uh, with the, with the public health crisis uh, right now with with COVID-19. Um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, this is going to, this is going to be really hard and there's going to be a lot of attrition and I'm not downplaying and I'm not putting that down. But I truly believe that, that when this is, I'm going to say over, but when this is minimized and when we start getting back to normal life, I think you're going to see, I think you're already seeing it, the, the, the true elements of, of humanity, of what makes uh, city life great, uh, what makes communities resilient. Um, I, I think you believe in that, too. And, and, and tell me a little bit about your thoughts on what's going to happen as we move, uh, you know, when, when we get past uh, the time that we're in now.
1: Well, I, I'm, I remain hopeful like you. And you know I think this is uh, a period of time that we're all going to have to just hit the pause button and to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our loved ones and that we're not endangering others. Um, I am a firm believer of flattening the curve, right? Yes, By, of by course. washing yeah. our hands and staying indoors and avoiding large crowds, we have a responsibility um, to our neighbors to make sure that we're doing our part But that being said, um, I believe that the story of Rochester is one of innovation and of creativity, and that when we uh, finish this period of time, uh, we will go back to telling that same story. Rochester and downtown is on the cusp of big things, and it's not about political leadership, um, it's about the people that make up downtown, who believe in creating green spaces, who believe in alternative forms of transportation, who believe in the arts and making our downtown uh, more diverse in terms of all the different art forms uh, that people can enjoy. Who love good food, like me, uh, and, and, and want to see <laughs> you Who want to see all these great. Uh, restaurants and and bars uh, to pop up that, you know, cater to everyone's diverse tastes Um, and that believe in diversity as a culture, right? Part of what Mm -hmm. makes Rochester so great is not just our four seasons, uh, but the people that um, live those four seasons and Mm -hmm. that come from all over parts of the world, right? This is a city that allowed a little orphan boy from Calcutta, India uh, the opportunity to come to this country and to go, get an education and, and, and graduate from law school, and and now have the opportunity to run uh, for the New York State Senate. I mean, what an incredible place! I, I this great story. I'm just so I'm just so grateful uh, that that I've had that privilege. Again, I, I thank uh, the, for the courage of mom for giving me the opportunity. But but this this community, this city helped raise me. And that's why I'm running, right? Because I feel a responsibility to give back to the community that helped raise me. And, I, and, and you know, it, it's not just me, there's countless other stories like this, but I think if we all look, you know, take a pause in this COVID-19 time and think about the people that impacted our lives and think about the community that we want to live in and think about the summer because it's not only a few months away. Uh, think about the <laughs> summer that we want to enjoy together outdoors, whether that's the jazz festival or whether that's um, just walking around to Fuego Coffee and, and then going along the, the river or taking a bike ride um, out to Charlotte, right? All of those things. Let's think mm-hmm. about the community we want to live in and let's think about how we can contribute to making it a better place.
0: Speaking of c- c- uh, making it, sorry. Speaking of making your community a better place, you've got a little event coming up uh, tomorrow uh, that I think is really, really awesome. Tell me a little bit about, about that. So
1: we are embracing our new COVID-19 world and trying to also at the same time embrace technology. So we are combining those two concepts into what we're calling our first digital happy hour Um, We know that there are a lot of folks who are already engaging in this practice, but we want to open the doors um, and allow um, everyone in Monroe County to be able to participate in a community-wide digital happy hour. It's taking place on Friday, March 20th at 6 p.m. Folks can be able to uh, log in. It's a YouTube-based platform, and people can go to my website, which is jeremycooney.com com or find us on Facebook and there'll be a link uh, that will be published um, that you can click on. It's free to go to um, and you'll be actually seeing um, the faces and hearing the stories uh, from local bartenders, whether they're from Greece or the city or from Brighton, um, we want people to see the faces and hear directly from those who have been affected by the, uh, the closure of, the temporary closure, I should say, of, of restaurants and uh, bars and eateries. And so they're going to tell their story. And then they're also going to help um, educate us by teaching us a, a cocktail or a mocktail uh, to to make in our homes, That's
0: right? That's great. God so we knows all we all need that right now. <laughs>
1: and, um, and, and you're going to do that, you know, in the comfort of hopefully, you know, a thousand plus of your neighbors. And um, what we ask you to do is, again, it's free to participate. And we want to, you know, part of our campaign is about bringing people together. Um, this is not a political event. This is not a thing about, you know, policies. It's just about fun. Uh, but we do ask you to consider making a tip. So we're calling the event Rochester Tips Back. And if you make a tip, it's a it's a hundred percent charitable contribution. It goes directly to uh, an emergency fund that uh, food and beverage. Uh, service workers will be able to access because again, w- they just lost all their source of income. So how are they going to put yeah. food on their table? How are they going to uh, make rent at the end of the month? So this emergency fund will be um, able to access uh, for these service workers, and uh, so it's 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 it, The money is going to go through the United Way, so um, you know that it's uh, safe and secure and legitimate. Uh, but every tip that you make will go to this emergency uh, fund to help our uh, bartenders and our barbacks and our waiters and our servers uh, to be able to get through this difficult period. Again, we are a foodie town. And so if we want yes. to have great food right. and, and, and bars um, to, to be there for us after this COVID-19 time, then we need to help them get through this challenge. And uh, I'm committed to doing my part to make sure that that happens.
0: Beautiful creativity in the face of a a very difficult situation. I I just love that idea. When this, uh, this will probably launch uh, on, um, uh, on 320. So I'm going to, I'm going to post this in the morning. So people have plenty of time to be able to uh, check out that event if, if, if they can. Absolutely. So I, I truly hope that people support that because I think that's something that, we're all cognizant of, that uh, you know, all of us are, are worried about paychecks in this time, but, you know, here's a, uh, really a world of, of people who just basically, yeah, the rug got the, the it, rub handed handed pulled out
1: underneath them and, I mean, uh, for no, you know, for no uh, fault of their own,
0: you know, right. Yeah. For no fault of anyone. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just the, the time. And, and we have to, we have to consider everybody in this time. We have to think about everybody. And like you said, Food you know and drink in general is such a part of our of our Rochester culture, uh, our upstate new york culture and, and, and our community culture in, in every community across this country and taking the people taking care of the people who make that possible and provide that is is so so important so Jeremy, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I really, really appreciate it. We've gone a little <laughs> long and I just don't care because um, uh, I, I think we've, we've, we've really, really talked about some really important You're things. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Cooney's uh, running for state senate here uh, in New York. He's a uh, Rochester resident and he is making things happen here. So,
1: Thanks for having Jeremy,
0: me. Jeremy, thank you again. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Uh, be safe. Be safe with distance for now. Show togetherness with distance and wash your hands. Absolutely. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Take care of those around you. Take care now. Bye-bye.